He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Everything is in the negative. We're also finding out now that uh, one of the outlets has decided that they don't put things on they know to be false in order to uh, increase their ratings. So I think things are a little out of whack, and I don't blame people for being down. <laughs> you know, he said things are in the negative. That's true. He was talking about attitude, the spirit of people. But things are literally in the negative. It's, it's not good, the situation we've got here. But don't you love how Joe Biden, how Joe Biden is blaming what seems to be like Fox News, but really just conservative media writ large, in that statement there for the horrid horrid state of, of our country right now where, where we are across the board it's not his policies not his policies that got us here it's just the negativity of people that the media the media who has protected him who helped get him installed that media it's not it's no blame on those guys no blame on you and your policies it's just conservative outlets telling the truth who are who are a big problem it's remarkable the mindset that these people have, the world that they live in. He was also, well, we're on Joe. Let's just kind of get some Joe stuff out of the way today, if that's okay. <clears throat> he was asked about, and this is kind of hard to hear, but he was asked about visiting East Palestine and whether or not that was going to happen. Take a listen. You know, they're, uh, what the hell? Um, Zoom? Zoom. Zoom. All I see every time I think of Zoom is that song in my generation. Who's Zoom and who? The answer is that I uh, I had a long meeting with my team and what they're doing. You know, we were there two hours after the train went down. Two hours. I've spoken with every single major figure in both United in both. Pennsylvania and in, 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 in Ohio. And so the idea that we're not engaged is just simply not, not there. And initially, there was not a request for me to go out, even before I was heading over to, to uh, speak. So keeping very close to on it, we're doing all So no answer, right? Just, just no answer. Gotcha, Joe. And honestly, even if he did go to, to East Palestine, at this point, it, would, it was a slap in the face that he went to Ukraine before. I think it would be a slap in the face to show up that late. That's, that's like that, you know, that's like getting the job with the Rooney rule. Like, you don't feel like you've done anything, and it's great that you got the job, but you feel like maybe I got this job because of other circumstances. You show up there late, and they're like, oh, great, thanks, Mr. President, for showing up, you know, four weeks late, whatever it ends up being. It's it's worse. It just at this point, and, just don't show up. Yeah, I mean, or if you if you do show up, you show up and you have a plan that's gonna kick butt. That's like the best plan ever. And be like, this is why you know. Then you could be like, this is why we took so long. We were trying to make sure we had something set up for you guys. Here yeah. it is. Yeah, but of course that's not. Don't don't bring an edible arrangements basket, Joe. That never makes people happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've talked about it on the show, but man. When we when we had some great things happen and someone was so proud, uh, allegedly, and then gave us an edible arrangements basket, that's not the route to go. That's not the route to go. You'll be forever hated because of a lot of other reasons too. I love that shithead seven says shit. Biden wouldn't would fart in church and blame it on the angels, the lying scumbag. That's a very specific scenario, but I think you're right. I think I think that's that's probably true. It probably jives. All right, we've got another thing from Biden, though, <clears throat> because obviously, as East Palestine's happening, as all these things are happening, there's so many things that are not being paid attention to, right? Uh, the biggest, perhaps, the Nord Stream pipeline thing that continues to just not be discussed, which is mind-blowing to me. But there's this whole classified saga as well that's going on. Well, Joe was talking about that among a myriad of other topics with ABC, that clip before where he was blaming Fox News for for bad news out there was from this same interview but here he was talking about the classified saga and he let us know 
that it goes back even further than we thought. <laughs> Take a listen. Uh, you and the former president are both now under investigation by the Justice Department for the discovery of these classified documents. I know that you believe these two cases are very different. But I do remember something you said after the discovery at Mar-a-Lago. You said, I thought data that was in there may compromise sources and methods and names of people who help, and it's just totally irresponsible. Can you assure the American people that none of the documents discovered in your garage or at your old office compromised sources or methods or U.S. intelligence? I've been advised by the council, let the Justice Department make that decision to not try to alter the case in any way. There have been very few documents that have been confiscated, found in my possession that were in other than I mean, in my possession, meaning in my home. All the stuff that was moved out of my Senate office over the years, I'm told there were a couple things that were from 1973 or 74 documents were marked classified. I don't know of anything, and maybe, I don't know of anything that is marked like it was, you know, top secret, highly, you know, et cetera. But I, I, I'm told not to comment on that because I don't even know what they are able to, what, what they confiscate. All right. So, he, first of all, mine, you know, the, the fact that he's got his note card and a pen again, um, he's got all that. <clears throat> but I love, and he says he's not supposed to talk about it. I know that's from, you know, from a legal perspective, from a PR perspective. Really, they, they would like for him not to do it. It's remarkable that he even gets to do these interviews because he usually gets himself in so much more trouble. But notice what he says there. I, I'm, I've been told some of these go back to 73, 74, and he says that like, you know, old man Joe, you know, just one of the working people, which of course he's not, and and thinks that that's just like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's in fact a big deal. That shows that you've literally... For 50 years, you've been serving in D.C. for 50 years. You haven't really served or done anything for the people or this country, but you certainly have done stuff for yourself. But for 50 years, you've said, ah, forget the rules, forget the laws of the land, forget handling classified. It doesn't matter, by the way. Obviously, some stuff's more significant than the other. But confidential, secret, top secret, compartmented, it doesn't matter. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. You've And you've been doing it forever. So you could argue, if you wanted to, I, he's not right, but you could argue, okay, well, some of the ones that Trump had, had top secret on it, so they're worse. Well, first of all, those were declassified. They were in a secure space that had been approved by the government there, so that the whole argument's out the window anyways. But you could argue that, but it's just that we don't know what you have, what you don't have, but what we do know is that you have not followed any rules for 50 years that that's what you just told us lord knows what's what's happened in those periods of time and again take take the fact that we know about your son and your brother and all the business dealings overseas there's tons of incriminating stuff on joe biden and his corrupt biden crime family pretend that didn't exist just this alone 50 years 50 years i haven't been following the rules and no one's talking about that. They're like, well, you know, he's been told not to talk about it. Or they're keying in on the fact that he's saying, I shouldn't talk about it. Say, he, see, he doesn't think on his own. But when he does think on his own and he says stuff, you got to listen. And that's what I took from that. I took from that like, dear God, man. Well, yeah, and, and it's one of those things where he's like, I, I can't make a comment on it, but then makes a five-minute comment. Right, right. That's our guy. That's the big guy. The big guy, Joey B., all right, folks, we got a lot to get to today. Not a lot of time to do it in. Jeb, Jeb supporting DeSantis. I'm going to give you my take on that because there's people losing their minds over that. Trudeau sending money to Ukraine like everybody else. He wants the world to know it. Wants the world to know it. Hakeem Jeffries, there was an event. I don't know if you guys saw the footage from the Hakeem. He was receiving an award, I think. But Hakeem Jeffries, the minority speaker, things got out of control there quick. We'll talk about that. Zelensky's new take is categorically absurd. What he is asking the United States to do and what he's saying will happen if we don't do it, it's, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable to me. We'll talk about it later in the show. I'll explain exactly what I'm talking about. Then in Booze and Banter today, man, if you're not a Woody Harrelson fan watching his movies, by the way, watch The Man from Toronto the other day, which was entertaining. It's not going to win an award, but it was entertaining, him and Kevin Hart. 
But if you're not a fan of him or you weren't before, you are now because he he's laid in to Big Pharma this week on SNL, on Bill Maher. He's, he's gotten after it, and I freaking love it. It doesn't mean he's been red-pilled. doesn't mean this, that, the other. It, but it certainly means he's right on the issues. We're going to show you some clips. I think you'll like it. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into more explosions. Three specifically, three Pemex oil facilities in Mexico. Pemex, a huge oil conglomerate down there. We'll get into that. Any questions you've got uh, and lots more. Again, that's coming up on Booze and Banter after the show today over on Red Voice Media. You can go. It's in the chat. You can go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash subscribe and use promo code DREW to sign up. You can try it for a dollar if you haven't already. Get on over there. Let's have some fun. I'll put the, I'll, you know what? I'll put it in the chat one more time because I'm a nice guy. Very generous. Very generous. Try it for a dollar. Come on, guys. Come have a drink with us. That's how we wrap the show every day. We do an extra 45 minutes or so over there. Okay. Let's get into this, right? So low energy Jeb Bush sat down with Brian Kilmeade from Fox News. And they chatted about Ron DeSantis, kind of the future of the party, and but specifically DeSantis and his his potential for being the Republican presidential nominee for the 2024 election. Here's part of that interview. Take a listen, then we'll discuss. There are people in public life that are kind of check-the-box politicians, and then there are others that want to serve, and uh, Governor DeSantis is one of those. George H.W. Bush was a first baseman in 1947 and 48 for the team. They were both captains of the Yale baseball team. It's your dad, and it's a guy that he clearly has said before he's looked up to, and yeah. to have to know he was captain on the very field. I think Governor DeSantis would say, as he told me once, I'm a better hitter. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to hit Governor oh, DeSantis yeah. on how he's only giving the vaccine to people that voted for him. What did you think of that? They were trying to set him up, and he knew it, and he, he, he punched him in the nose. How would you say he acted in crisis? Gets an A, for sure. When this, the storm went in hit, it's devastating. I mean, it is, it's wiped out Southwest Florida. They're looking for, for someone to give them hope that things are gonna get better. The fact that he could announce that, for example, the bridge to Sanibel Island could be built in a record time and open within 10 days, I think, is pretty remarkable. And he hasn't declared yet. Many in the Republican party hope he soon will. Is this Ron DeSantis's opportunity to run for higher office? I think it is. He's been a really effective governor. He's young. I think we're on the verge of a generational change in our politics. I kind of hope so. I think it's time for a more forward-leaning, future-oriented uh, conversation in our politics as well. Which has made him, should he choose to run for president, a serious contender in Republican politics. And who better to do it than uh, someone who's been outside of Washington, who's governed effectively, who I think has shown that Florida could be a model for the future of our country. All right, so... I'm Jeb Bush, and I approve this message. Right? I feel like it needed to be said at the end. <laughs> so the Bush family, Jeb in particular, but the Bush family all in with their support for Ron DeSantis, it would seem, which has people up in arms. You've got MAGA Republicans, most of which are our people here, who are, who are going to say, hey, this interview kind of means or it says to them that DeSantis is nothing but a rhino. And I think that that's the angle that Trump's going to roll with on this, too. Have a great weekend, Matilda. Thanks for being here. Uh, I, 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 or great week, excuse me. Week, yeah, yeah, it's Monday. Today's yeah. Monday. Yeah. Well, you know, they're all kind of the same. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's how Trump will probably play this up too. But let's be real for a second. Here, here's my take on this. I might be wrong. It's happened before. The Bushes hate Trump, right? The Bushes hate Trump. They still have some clout with establishment folks on in the GOP circles. So in my opinion, what's happening here is Jeb's leaning in with him, not necessarily because he loves DeSantis. Uh, he, he, I think he, he thinks that he probably has the best shot if, if it's not Trump since they hate Trump. Obviously, again, they don't see Trump as a viable candidate. So you got you to gotta get in their mind for a second. But I think it's more of an F you to Trump than it is a signal that Ron is, is a part of their club, a rhino, that he's somehow controllable for the GOP. I don't think that he is. I, to, to me, I, I'm again, I, I could be wrong, but from what we've seen from Ron DeSantis, being someone who lives in Florida, being someone who talks about him and talks about the news for a living, 
he doesn't listen to the noise. That's not what he does. He just hustles. He gets stuff done for his people. His leadership during the COVID pandemic was superb. He opened things up as fast as possible, let each county and city decide on what they were doing for mask mandate, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's been America's governor for a reason. He's, he's taken on Disney before. He's taken them on again now, making sure they pay their fair share with taxes. Yeah, he signed it this morning. Signed it today. So he, he continues to, to do things <clears throat> on a next level. He's, he's also taken the lead on ensuring that there's no ESG scores with banks and businesses when it comes to at least businesses here in Florida. It, and we've talked about ESG in past shows. Really ugly system, really scary system that the Chicoms have come up with, implemented, and basically forcing their citizens to obey. So he he's done a hell of a job. And I see DeSantis, whether you want DeSantis or Trump in 2024, that's not what we're even talking about here. I just see I see him being cut from more of the same cloth as Trump. Even though he has some different backgrounds, some more political backgrounds than Trump did, he's his his passion, his vigor, the way he approaches things is more in line with Trump than it is the Bushes. So to me, this is just them saying we hate you. Well, yeah, I mean they're hitching their wagon to a horse that they don't even know is in the race yet. You know, right? They're assuming, and they're trying, like you said, they're trying to give like the the finger, like you know, <laughs> there you go, Trump, but. Uh, I, I can't stand that. Uh, here's a family that is irrelevant that feels like they have to weigh in on it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I know they have, you know, weight behind them and there's a lot of people who voted for them and they like them, but they've been, been out of the game for so long. It, does it really matter? Right. Does it really matter? No. It, I mean, they thought the Jeb was going to be the answer when he got yeah. in back in 2016. Yeah. They're like, it's a done deal. There's a bush in the race. He's going to win. And he got his ass handed to him. And yeah. like literally, they have they've lost their they've lost their shine. They're they're not. I mean, they they were a dynasty in the sense of they had a long run. Still have some clout in in, in D.C. and behind the scenes in yeah. politics with the Uniparty. But in terms of the American people, we're in a different space now. We're in a different and and they all hate that. And and it doesn't it doesn't look good for them. So I agree. It doesn't really do anything. I think it's it, but for all that to say. For the people who are saying, "Oh, Jeb's behind him," so DeSantis is a is an establishment rhino type. No, look, look at look at the work, look at the work. I I, I would I would disagree with that sentiment. You could say well, I want DeSantis in twenty twenty eight and Trump in twenty twenty four. I'm absolutely okay with that. But for the people who are like, "Shit, he's a he's one of them. He's a uniparty guy." I I don't I don't think that's the case. But but this could also just be a ploy from the rhinos to try to get that to happen. So. DeSantis doesn't get the votes. You know what I mean? There could be, there could be something. You know what I mean? Like that. You know, because they're they could be the Rhinos could be afraid of him. And this could be something where it's like, oh, oh if we they're do definitely this, afraid of him. If we yeah. endorse him, you know, the people who were for him are gonna be like, whoa, wait a second, because they thought he was not a Rhino. So this, you know, you never know. It could be like a little ploy like that. So it, that's where I agree with you. Look at the work. Look at what he's doing. Look at look at his track record. Don't look at what these ads or these interviews are gonna be saying or doing because. It's it's this is gonna hurt the system. Yeah. Look at the man. Trust you know trust who he is, and his track record. And then if hey if if he ends up pulling a fast one on us, you know well then he played the game really well. Yeah. <laughs> but but so far it doesn't seem that he is like that. Yeah. That he is a writer. Yeah. No, I I don't think so either. I think. And I, if I'm wrong, I'll come out and say I was wrong. You know like. And I'm gonna hold you happens. to it. Um, I know you will. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I'll forget. I didn't know what day it was earlier, uh, and it's the first day of the week. It's true. Um, yes. Okay, let's get to uh, let's get to question of the day. So it is this. It may or may not be something that we've dealt with here, but put yourself in a hiring situation. A I put this out on Twitter this weekend too. A job candidate lists their pronouns on social media. Can you hire them? Yes, no. You could put something in between. You could put a maybe if you want. A job candidate lists their pronouns on social media. Can you hire them? Send your responses in. We'll get to them on the other side of the break, including a bunch more on uh, we're going to talk Ukraine, Zelensky's absurd statement coming up, all that. That's on this uh, uh, the other side of the break. Stick around.
you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, let's get to those responses. The question of the day was, you're a job manager hiring someone, a candidate lists their pronouns on social media. Would you hire them? Yes, no, somewhere in between. God bless America, I would not hire them. Mini Trout, nope. Shelby, depends on the job for a call center, entry position, maybe PR, marketing, reception, maybe not. Okay. God bless, does that make me a pronoun phobe? Not not in these parts. Um, okay. Let's see what we got over here. Sorry, but no. Only if the... Come on, Drew. Uh, them, Drew. Come on. Uh, LOL. Exactly. Barb, not a chance. Only if they identify as a them. No, I could not hire them. Depends. I, am I running a sewer department? I would hire a cleaner then. Fair point. Cyberphobe, can you? Yes. Should you? No. Disco, what about you? You're, you're, Disco's not in HR, by the way, for Red Beach Media. So just just so we're getting that out there. Um, I, I mean, to me, it would just be a no. But then also, I wouldn't mind asking them the hard question is like, you know, why did you put that on there? Yeah. Is it because you're just trying to appease them? Or do you really identify as this? Like, is this right. something that you... Truly, but but all, but at the same time, I wouldn't get that far in, into the next question because I'd be like, pass, right, next person. But I wouldn't be afraid to ask them that, like, why? Why right. did you do that? You know, and you know, and if it's well, you know, I, I want I want everyone to feel comfortable. Okay, cool. Have a nice day. Next, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> but at least I know. At least I know why. Okay. Yeah, well, and I think you're not technically allowed to ask those questions these days because there's there's all these made up rules that I don't really follow. Um, but <laughs> Carolyn says no. It wouldn't get that far. I wouldn't interview this. Says them. Says June. Yeah, exactly. Whiskey says only if them is a her, preferably a young hot one. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so here's my take on it. I, well. I wouldn't personally, because I don't think that they would be a good fit. I disagree with it vehemently, but also I don't think they'd be a good fit in our company where we blatantly talk about that and make fun of it all the time. Um, G Smith says no, because I don't want any part of my company exposed to the left period. Dave says no way. Um, but I, I don't like it for one. And even, you know, even for certain positions where it's like, well, they're not going to be as involved in this, that, and the other. So, you know, if they're kind of out of sight, out of mind, it's like, well, no, you're still, they're playing into a fantasy and they're going to be a part of something where. Well, I, so I guess the real question is you have someone who is very qualified for the position that you're hiring, but they use pronouns. It's like, you know, they're a 10, but they use pronouns. Yeah. What, what do you do then? I you say know? no. I, I've said no to a couple this time around um, for some of the hiring we're doing yeah. right now. Yeah. All right. Well then, you know, then that's, <laughs> that's the, but no, it, it it's a hard thing. It's the why. Why do you feel like you have to do that? And if it's like, well, that's how I identify. All right. But if it's like, oh, I'm just trying to make sure everyone feels good and, and accepted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, to me, either way, it's wrong. Either you're a loon or you're playing into all these games and you probably still wear a mask in your car by yourself because Fauci and them scared you to death. Like, which again, you you can do, but you're but you're not going to fit in here in our culture. Uh, remember when bios were more simple when it was like father christian god fearing america you know like yeah it was it was just more like this is who i am real quick it you know in in a in like a couple sentences here it is and not right. they or them or he or she it was just like this is who i am here it is but now it has to be in that vein otherwise you're you know right not nice or you're <laughs> offensive or whatever <clears throat> But yeah, my, my pronouns are, I don't care about your pronouns. That's, those are mine. Um, <laughs> I love what Chad Kane says. He's like, I identify as an Apache helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good one. That's a yeah. good one. 
Um, all right, send uh, send in any other questions or responses you've got as we keep going. Uh, please hit that like button, folks, whichever platform you're on, Facebook, Rumble, Twitter, YouTube, wherever the hell you are, please hit that positive button. Make sure you're subscribed to the page or following the page, depending on, on again, where, where you are. But let's get into some other stories here. So Trudeau, Castro's commie baby, lost his tyrannical temper this weekend during a speech. Check this out, and then we'll discuss. Hey, sir, I think Ukrainians can tell you a little bit about freedom and liberty, so why don't you settle down? This is a night for them, not for you. This is a night for Ukrainians, not for you. If you want to stand and cheer with Ukraine, do that. You want to wave that Ukrainian flag, please do. But let people celebrate that Ukraine is still standing and Canada stands with it. Okay. Achtung, baby. The little dictator was certainly fired up when it came to his defense of Ukraine. This is the same. And we, we've, every time he weighs in on this or the Chinese protests or all that, we have to remind you, right? This is the same tyrant that trampled his own people with horses had canadian police officers beat the holy hell out of truckers who were protesting very peacefully the vaccine mandates they were like making bacon for people and pancakes remember they had a carnival on one street yeah it was the most peaceful protest i've ever seen and frankly looked amazing if it wasn't so damn cold i would have considered going I just love how when he's <laughs> after all that happened and then he, then China happens and he's like, well, you know, people are allowed to protest. Trudeau said people are allowed to protest and we stand behind the people there. And, and then after that, the truckers were starting to gear up and he's like, oh, no, no, no you can't do that here. Yeah, China yeah. Is, <laughs> like, only only there. <laughs> only in China, not here. <laughs> well, it's a, I mean, it's a commonality with these communist dictators and Democrats, which often, you know, are blended kind of the same thing. But it's a love for other countries' citizens and a hatred for their own citizens, just, just like that. Like, you, you, you can't do It's not up in here. But over there, that's fine. We're going to support these guys. We're going to give your taxpayer money to these people and to those people. But here, don't even try it. I mean, Trudeau, in his case, hates half of his population because he believes they're ungovernable. And like the U.S., Canada is sending hundreds of millions of dollars to Zelensky. Of course, we're sending billions. But they're sending it to Zelensky with no oversight. And no world leader is defining what victory looks like for Ukraine. It's just it's just empty spend. Like, just keep spending. Just keep spending. Why? What are we going to accomplish? We don't know. Just keep going. But he was extremely passionate about Trudeau, about supporting Ukraine. Again, his own people... Not so much. All of these authoritarian leaders hate. They loathe being questioned by their own people. Look how Democrat uh, governors lock down their states. For two, I mean, with iron fists. They did it, forcing the masking of two-year-olds. All because the, the Democrat governor said so. It had nothing to do with health, but everything to do with control. You had the, the vegetable in chief in Joe Biden who took the tyrannical stance of trying to weaponize OSHA. So the people finally figured out who OSHA was because of Joe Biden as he tried to force every American to get vaccinated or else you wouldn't be able to work or else your company would go out of business. These people are sick. We have to continue to unmercifully mock and ridicule these Marxist revolutionaries. And all dictators, are fa they're fragile, they're weak, they're narcissistic, they're, they're self-conscious creatures who emotionally fall apart if they're questioned or made fun of. We do a lot of both of those here. So I feel like we're doing our part. I, I wanted to go back to one thing you said at the beginning of this segment, and I see the pull up my notes just to make sure I, I'm reading it out correctly. I think Castro's commie baby would be a great like band, like heavy metal band name or something. Yeah. You know, but I just, I, when you said that earlier, I was like, Ooh, Castro's <laughs> like, commie baby. Justin next Trudeau. up. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, like you are, they are fragile, they're weak willed. And the reason I feel like they 
get aggressive when they're questioned is because they don't really know how to answer those questions that come up because they're just like, well, like it's like, you know, uh, uh, that one movie, like, these go to 11. Why don't you speak the amps louder? He's like, these go to 11. You know, <laughs> you know, he doesn't know how to answer the question. Right. It's the same thing with these guys. They don't know how to answer their, their, their like the, the own question on the rules that they're making. Well, why are we doing this? Why are you asking? You're just against, you know, health and you want to kill children. And you're like, no, I just, I really want to know why you think masks are going to help. You know, it's, whatever it's going to be. And so it's, you know, I feel like he was getting, it was like, it was almost like a Joe Biden where he got upset at the wrong moment in that clip, you know, <laughs> like, why are you getting aggressive here? Yeah. <laughs> let's see if anything, let security handle them and just keep going on with your speech. But he can't, can't, you can't authoritarians can't be questioned. Right. <clears throat> well, let's move on. This is still kind of Ukraine adjacent. But Hakeem Jeffries was interrupted. You had anti-war liberals show up at, at a, a uh, speech where he was accepting an award to voice their displeasure about the Ukrainian and Russian war. This, this video is pretty amazing. You got to kind of get some of the nuance in it. It just seems like chaos, and it is, but get, catch some of the nuance. Take a look, and then we'll discuss. What an honor and a blessing to be here. Where is your peace plan for Ukraine? We're heading to nuclear war. A hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. That could be three hundred million dollars Where is your peace plan? I mean, just pandemonium, right? Our fuse is lit and getting shorter every day, says God bless America. Heads on a swivel. Yeah, it is. It's crazy out there. But I agree with the man in the coat and tie and the gal with the headscarf who are yelling about the Ukrainian war and how it's leading to World War III and asking what America's doing to try and stop it. And the male protester brings up a good point. If you heard it or you caught it there, there was some um, subtitles at the bottom too, but Obama, Newland, and Biden overthrew the Ukrainian government in 2014, installed Petro Poroshenko. Permanent Washington, and especially the Democrats, have used Ukraine as their own personal money laundering scam, an ATM machine, for years now. Families like the Romneys and the Bidens have had family members doing business, serving on, direct, you know, as, as board, on the board of directors for some of these companies. Obviously, Hunter Biden being one of the most high-profile ones because his dad was the vice president at the time. But 2014 was also the year that Putin sent little green men into the Donbass region to liberate Russians who are living in that disputed territory. And I guarantee you with all these folks in permanent Washington, that is, not at, not at the Hakeem Jeffries event, that a hot war with Russia has been planned and wargamed. The security state has assured Victoria Nuland that victory, victory against Russia would be swift and lim with limited amount of casualties, which I don't buy for a second, but I'm sure they've told them that. And these permanent Washington war machine feeders always make the same play. Rattle the cage of one of our bad guys until you provoke them into a response, which then gives the U.S. this pretext for war. That's what's going on. That's what's unfolding and the anti-war left, which used to be really loud, again, it's been so weird with, with role reversals with what's going on in the world right now, but they finally woke up and realized that the greasy, rotund war pig, Victoria Newland, is advising Joe Biden in the, about the Russia war and how to escalate America's involvement. And they're realizing, oh, this isn't good. 
And they're waking up to the reality that they're part of a Marxist revolution that's going on in this country, and they're not really excited or digging the baggage that's coming with it, because there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot. <clears throat> but did you notice how the protesters start? They get really loud. Everyone else gets loud. And immediately, immediately upon doing that, they're shut down, and there's physical confrontation, people surrounding them. Like, everyone's there. How many times have we watched conservative speakers on campuses across the country who aren't allowed to talk because protesters stand up and start screaming? It's very rare, not saying it doesn't happen, hasn't happened, but it's very rare that you see any conservative attendees, people in attendance, stand up and forcibly try and shut down protesters. But that's, that's the default position for Democrats. When it comes to dissent, it's always authoritarianism. It's always stop, use, use, be physical, whatever you have to do. If you don't agree with their position, you're an enemy of the state, and you have to be dealt with accordingly. By the way, did you catch? I love the, um, the I, and I don't know why she is. I'm not judging her for it. But the bald-headed lady in the red dress grabbing the white dude, trying to pull him out of the auditorium. There's so many things going on in the background that are just great there. And the anger of that mob surrounding the anti-war protesters is intense. People who are saying, hey, we don't want to go to war. You can see the hatred in their eyes for anyone who questions them. I mean, it's just the whole thing was a remarkable, a remarkable scene. It just was. Is, is that a, a picture of himself on stage? Well, it's again, he was there accepting an award, so it's probably or or he put I, it there who knows but I, he was yeah, accepting I, an award so i assume that had to do yeah, with that. i'm not saying he like when he walked up to hang on and just get the easel out and put up a picture of myself <laughs> but i just like why is there Blow a the desk. Like, <laughs> i feel like there's there's you know he's speaking why do you need a picture next to him you know but like i would agree to, i i thought like is that a funeral like stop trying uh, to pretend that Democrats have rational thoughts. Discussed. It would be great if he did walk up and put his own easel up with his own picture. Yes. Like, all right. Now that this is up, right, we can good. get yeah. started. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Zelensky's moronic statement. This statement is so Volodymyr Zelensky. I mean, you couldn't write a better script for him to say Hillary weighed in. Jake Sullivan had some uh, a pretty interesting admission, said the quiet part out loud. We're going to get into all that, and then we'll head on over to Booze and Banter. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets, regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. cigars need to get some more you need to get some too if you're a cigar smoker if you're not i don't i guess see a reason that you would but you might have friends who like them go to mypatriotcigars.com use promo code drew um <clears throat> so this next clip right here it tells you all that you need to know about Zelensky and the war in ukraine it's it's pretty remarkable are we set for it here it's pretty remarkable when you listen take a listen to this and then let's discuss 
Uh, those political leaders need to be responsible and cautious because people are looking at them. Who wants a third world war? Would anyone uh, risk? Would anyone be willing to accept that risk? The U.S. is never going to give up on the NATO member states. If it happens so that Ukraine, due to various opinions and weakening, depleting of assistance, uh, uh, loses, Russia is going to enter Baltic states, NATO member states, and then the U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about, and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So, yes, you, you heard that correctly. The little tough guy in a sweatshirt is demanding that America send more money or else NATO and America will force face World War III. That, that's backward thinking if I've ever heard of it, if I've ever seen it. I mean, who the hell does Zelensky think he is? I, I mean, I know exactly who he thinks he is because he's bought into all of his own celebrity bullshit. He was already a celebrity in Ukraine, and then he was installed as, as, as president by us, and he's reached worldwide fame, and he's become drunk on said worldwide fame. And for the, in, in the case of most Americans, I'm not saying you or me, a year or so ago, they were like, okay, I don't necessarily understand what's going on over there, but I know Putin's a bad dude. If you want to send some weapons, some ammo, that's fine. Whatever. Have at it. Again, that's not where I was. That's not where I don't think a lot of you were. But that's that's kind of was the mindset for the masses that were out there. But we went from supplying weapons and ammo and cash to Patriot missiles, to HIMARS, to tanks. Now we're providing freaking money for Ukrainian pensions of the most corrupt government on the planet. I mean, the, the, the balls on Zelensky to demand that American citizens fork over more money to avoid World War III is just incomprehensible. It's ridiculous. How about this, Zelensky? How about you get nothing from us and like it? This is not our fight. I, I, it, it, it's, it's absolutely – World War III is going to start if you don't keep sending money over here. No, no. It's the it's the opposite, bro. Sending money, sending weapons. We're we're pushing further and further into this conflict. I got a question for you. Okay. So let's just say today, Putin's like, oh, I'm done. Like I, I'm 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 backing out. Sorry, world. You know, and then retreats. Now something else happens with another country, two other countries somewhere else where they need aid, and Zelensky comes out and says, well, you know, we. We're giving money to them now, like, you know, so out of all the money we've given him now, he's going to be passed it on to another country and demands that the United States does the same thing. How do you feel about that? Like what? what, they, what? Well, first of all, they would never do that. There's too many mouths that need to be fed in Ukraine. Oh, they would never no, do yeah. that. But I look, I, here's the deal. I, I, I'd be pissed about everything. Anything that's not helping Americans, everyday Americans, our vets on the street, all of that. If you if we're not talking about that and making America stronger, I'm not a happy camper. Yeah. And when it comes to Zelensky saying, "Give us more money or else," bro, you don't understand. You understand your friends in D.C. who are swamp swamp creatures who who you have dirt on, but like Americans, true Americans, who I presume almost everyone in this audience is, do not like to be told what to do, especially by some foreign midget dressed in an army costume. Like, that's just, we get pissed off when our own government tells us what to do. If Zelensky thinks for one second that his tough talk towards Americans about what we're going to do for him is going to work, I mean, he's sadly mistaken. I'm not saying that we're going to just stop giving money over there because we will, because we're broken. The D.C. war machine wants to go to war for some sick-ass reason. But... 
you don't talk like that, bro. And, and, and it's literally, it's backwards thinking. Give more money or World War III starts. No, that's that's the opposite. No, yeah, it's it's like he's putting, he feels, he, it's almost like he thinks, if I say this, I'm putting America in a bind where they have to. And it's a it's a force it's a force thing, and of course there's probably going to be some politicians that are like he's he's called, we got to do it we, we what do we, we you know why aren't we do we got to give him more we got we got to do this you know like whoa slow down slow down <laughs> you know and I, hey you know it, it's I mean, he did the same thing didn't he call out NATO that one time too like towards he's the called beginning out all of sorts it? of people he's again yeah. he's drunk with his power and I, look I've been a part of this before we've put we've put people in power it, it in literally positions of the presidency around the globe and inevitably what happens is we keep giving money it's corrupt it gets lost it gets spent on the wrong things and then said person ends up turning on us feeling like they have the upper hand on us and and we let it get out of control and it always ends horribly but it's it's a wild thing because i remember having conversations about it like why are we letting this happen well because the president we made that person we literally made them like we literally fund them we can say and do whatever the hell we want but people do they get run over and and they they forget who's in charge we are we're in charge by the way have you noticed with ukraine i talked about this earlier with a friend today too uh a colleague two colleagues two separate colleagues actually have you noticed that we rarely see combat footage from Ukraine? There's zero reporting on the fighting other than from reporters from Kiev, you know, parroting Ukrainian talking points. Seems like when that Fox crew, I forget the guy's name, um, I apologize, but when the Fox crew got hit by a so-called Russian rocket, it's been quiet. Ever since then, it's been quiet. It's a news blackout over there when it comes to fighting on the front lines. You would think well, I mean, if, if Ukraine's kicking Russia's ass all over the country as they claim to be, why aren't they flaunting their their victim? I mean, they they have a video production team. Clearly, we've seen Zelensky's Z, Z, uh, green screen. We've seen video the, the video that they had prepared to dump out after Biden's visit. Like they've got high production value. Like if you wanted to do that, and I can promise you, I know some people who are probably behind that. But if you wanted to to brag about your victories, wouldn't you be showing them? For all the world to see? Yeah, well, especially with at the beginning, the stuff that they were pushing out was even footage that was years old. Like, they were just they were just spitting everything out. Like, hey, check yeah. this out, check that out, check this out, check this out. And it was, remember, remember, it took us so we'd have to, like, go back and dive deep into these videos. Like, well, actually, that's about four years old from somewhere else. Not even, not even in Ukraine. But they were just dumping everything out. It was like a vomit of photos and videos and stories and all that stuff, you know, they had the who, who was the fighter pilot, the ghost of Kiev, you know, um, ghost of Kiev, yeah, 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 that yeah, and, and, the, and the Snake Island and the yeah, and then uh, the the Miss you know Miss Ukraine was fighting or whatever, you know, like it just it was so much, and now it's like gone, and all you see is videos of him asking for money or receiving more money or seeing our president. That's it. You don't see anything else. Even when it came, like Chad pointed out, the 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 air raid horn that was going on in the Biden you know Zelensky walk with that it's like no one's reacting to the air raid horns they're all standing like those I'll put like in post like come on <laughs> like yeah. the president the president wouldn't or the United States would not be allowed to be out of his vehicle if there was an air raid horn going on <laughs> like it wouldn't happen well it's put in but, poster they had it going you know for that shot but it was all a shot yeah. no matter what right. it was all 100%. for optics Brian says, I say this all the time too, Brian Worthington. We're glad you're here, by the way. We can only help if America's doing well and we are not. Checks and balances are out of whack. Absolutely. We are the top dog in the world. There's times where we need to help. I'm not saying in this particular situation because this could lead to <laughs> World War III and, and the end of lots of humanity. But, but in any situation, whether it's a small country, a big country, a small problem or a big problem, the United States cannot help until we have our own shit together and we are a hot mess right now absolute mess uh okay real quick i want to just touch on this we're, we're gonna bring a couple things into booze and banter because we're running out of time we're gonna talk jake sullivan who said the, the the quiet part out loud we're gonna bring in a hillary clip clip who wants regime she's pushing regime they just love killing people she's calling for people to kill putin 
I'm surprised they don't have someone who can do it. But but we're going to talk about those things. We've got Woody Harrelson stuff. Woody crushed it, man. He went after Big Pharma on two occasions this week, two that I'm aware of, maybe more. We're going to show you those clips. You're going to be a big fan. You're going to be Rhett in Zombieland tonight or something. I don't know. Pick a pick another great one that he's he's been in. But you're going to be you're going to be doing some Woody Harrelson stuff. There's three Pemex plants that went up. All sorts of stuff happening. Real quick, guys. Check this out, though, because I keep telling you, come over to Booze and Banter. You can try it for a dollar, which is true, and you can use promo code Drew. Again, I'm putting the link in there right now. But it's not just it's not just Booze and Banter and the premium content that we're bringing. It's all sorts of other stuff. Check out some of the other people that you get there. And by the way, there's way more coming. Lots of stuff, guys, and I can tell you, as someone who just might be super involved in running the network, there's a lot more coming. There's about, <laughs> I told Disco yesterday and the team, there's about six to eight more shows coming that we're, we're working through contracts with right now. Um, it's going to be awesome. You're going to want to be on Red Voice Media. You're going to be want to be on the RVM network because there's some killer stuff coming. Jill, you got Tom over there? Tom's coming. Tom is coming. So there's so much stuff that we don't have time. We can talk more about it in Booze and Banter today. Again, you can try it for a dollar. The link's there. We've got to get over there now. But we appreciate you guys being here. If you can't make it there for some reason, we hope that you can in the future, and we hope to see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.